Hello and welcome to the What About Podcast, a show where three friends get together to talk about a different topic each week. This week, we begin 80s month by looking at just how weird the 80s can be. This is the One About Labyrinth. I'm your host, Dean. I also go by in the school and places around the internet, and I'm joined this week, as always, by Jordan and John. Um, guys, last week... You I can was... go to hell! <laughs> Listen, you don't get a man demoted a full two ranks in Rocket League and get away with it. You get you gotta take some shit for that. Ranks hey, we or was division. making a comeback. I'm sorry I wasn't available ranks. enough to bring you back up. I'm sorry. <gasps> that's not I mean, that's a catastrophic fall. I know. I've been working all day to get back and it's not working. Damn, dude, that's like taking a picture of the Grand Canyon and then ending up at the bottom of it. <laughs> it, it it's fucked up, man. You die. Uh, I mean, and like, I don't care. Uh, like I said before, this season, I'm really just, I'm only playing competitive, but I don't care. Like, if I get deranked or whatever. Says everyone who actually cares. Stupid. I mean, sorry, we, someone ran in the room and just started yelling. Wow, I don't know. <laughs> so, so insensitive. I mean, we know that you care way more than you should, but I that doesn't mean so much. Everybody has to be like Jordan. Thank, I fucking hate Rocket God. League so much. <laughs> I've never hated a game more than I hate Rocket League. And yet you love it so much. Right? How Today, we're going to learn about abusive relationships. Today, we're going to open this. Ooh, Dan, that was crisp. This might be the last surge that I ever drink. <gasps> Why is that? Because liver's failing. <laughs> because <laughs> because Coke discontinued it again. Oh my god! Back and forth. Now they is might it, bring it back again. Who knows? Is it? I mean, does it sell well? Clearly not. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, sometimes they just like, you know, companies just kind of tease these things just for the sake of them. No, this one was like, they, they brought it back. It was available everywhere. They just, I assume it just doesn't sell very well because it's gone again. It could be Coca, it could be Coca-Cola's McRib. It could be. But even though it's discontinued, I found a random gas station that had three left in stock. So I bought them. I drank one immediately because I couldn't help myself. Okay. I put one up on my shelf of Coke bottles, and then this one I'm drinking right now with a slice of pizza. Are slice of pasta. Aren't they energy drinks? No. It's it's like a Mountain Dew type drink. Oh. Okay. Well, sleep tight. I don't give a shit. I'm probably not gonna sleep anyway. You're mad, man. So Last week, speaking of not sleeping, before I get to that, I was looking like the iPhone has the health, this health app or whatever, and it like learns when you're not using it and can deduce when you're sleeping, right? If you wear an Apple Watch, it can like really detect when you're sleeping, and give you really accurate measurements. But come quick, you have to hear this. That's another iPhone feature. Please run, hurry before he finishes. Such a piece. Sorry, of I, sorry, sorry. You had to hear that. Anyway, 
Um, I bring that up to say that, like, I was looking over my stats the other day, and on average, I get five hours of sleep. Oh. So that's so that's dope. Uh, oh, wow, that's a lot. And uh, yeah, I just thought I would mention that. Anyway, um, so last week I was talking about how I have all these video game services like game pass and playstation now and apple arcade and so like i'm making a point of every week playing something and last week i was talking about tint this little cool little uh watercolor puzzle game and um i said i was probably gonna play another apple arcade game this week well i did um but what i chose was a game that I was really interested in because it was a PS5 launch title, and I was interested in how it would play on Apple Arcade and how that would kind of hash out. So I've been playing The Pathless. And um, if you're not familiar, that's the game that's... It kind of looks like Breath of the Wild, but with like the archery girl who like shoots random shit to run around the world and all that. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen this game? at all i oh i just saw this advertised on steam today actually okay so i've i've seen screenshots but that's a pretty much all that i know about it okay um so the long and the short of it is that um you're in this like fantasy world and there's this big big bad guy who's like trying to shroud the world in darkness because he's evil and so there's this big spirit owl that's trying to like lead you through um purifying these totems and bringing light back to the world and all that kind of shit um the game is okay it it is kind of like zelda but like imagine zelda where you don't get new weapons there's not really any dungeons and Instead of a sword as your primary weapon, you have a bow and arrow. And also, you shoot these random targets that are floating around the world for no reason that I've discerned yet that make you run faster because they give you energy and shit. And then it's basically Breath of the Wild. Um, that sounds awesome. I did not see it on Steam. Um, it must have been on like Twitter or something. I saw like an advert for it, but it looks beautiful. Um, it's okay. I, I'm not honestly. I'm not blown away by it. Like I'm not drawn to continue playing it. I didn't beat it, and I'm kind of like over Meh. it already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not bad. I think there are certainly some people who will fall in love with that game, but I'm just not one of them. At least not right now. Maybe someday. But now I know. What have you guys been up to? Um, honestly, I've been swamped with work, and uh, the second shot kind of kicked my ass a little bit. Not really, but like it just made me actually go to sleep in the mm. middle of the day, which is a huge thing. Hmm. Did you yeah, I'm get? Not, uh, I'm not looking forward to that second shot, man. Yeah. Did you get uh, Pfizer or Moderna? Pfizer. I heard Moderna's worse from what I've seen and heard. 
Uh, yeah, Kim I got her Moderna second shot, and it wasn't that bad. She was just sleepy. I got my second shot of Pfizer last Friday, and it didn't really hit me that hard. The first one didn't hit me that hard either. So, yeah. which I don't know how to tell. Like, it makes me more anxious that I didn't get really hit hard because I'm like, fuck, it, it, does my immune system just suck? Like, is am I actually dying? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I just, you know. I'm not a doctor, spoiler alert, but I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I, I would assume that maybe a stronger immune response means that you have a more, at least a more rapid immune system to identify foreign, you know, germs or viruses and then do something about them quickly. Mine was just like mildly inconvenienced. Like I had like a headache and that was it. It's worrisome. Well, unlike most people, the first shot put me on my ass, so I'm deeply concerned about what's going to happen on that second one, especially yeah. since I have to wake up to work at 4.30 the day after. Well, if my assumption is right, and I have no basis to believe that it is, but if it is, you have, like, the Justice League of fucking immune systems. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which means that they're gonna be battling fucking dark side inside my head <laughs> <laughs> and anybody who sat through that nine hour fucking justice league cut and four by three knows that that's gonna be a hell of a thing oh my god well you don't want to see too like, much of I the screen had a better it just experience it. if it wasn't four by three i would have had a better experience if it didn't exist maybe i have no comment I didn't watch it, nor did I watch the original one. I'm just staying away from the DC cinematic universe. Not that I don't like DC. Um, I love all their animated stuff, but I don't know. The movies just haven't done anything for me. I saw Wonder Woman 1984 because my wife wanted to see it. That movie blew. Yeah, that movie sucked. Good, the first Wonder Woman was good. I think that, that was a pretty good movie. Yeah. But... The this second one, one nah, it was not good at all. It was rough. And I didn't see Aquaman because everyone told me Aquaman is like a, such an exhausting movie. Like so much shit happens in that movie. It's not exhausting. That's, no, that's Aquaman's not bad. I would say of all the movies that they've come out with, I like Wonder Woman, the original. Aquaman. Um, Shazam. Mm. And, I forgot about Shazam. Shazam was really Steel. good. The original Man of Steel, I liked too. Yeah, Shazam Sh was great. Shazam was a great. I agree. I, I I totally forgot about Shazam. Actually, was Shazam in the Justice League movie? No, I think that came after Justice League. Mm. Mm hmm. Curious. Good thing because it couldn't taint it. Oh, speaking of cinematic universes, did you guys see the little uh, three-minute trailer that Marvel put out for Phase Four? Yeah, that was a that was a good trailer. Didn't really, I don't think it really told us anything earth-shatteringly new. Yeah, but they did show uh, some snippets of Eternals, which everybody was yes, kind of waiting for. That's true. And then they confirmed Fantastic. I, I, I'm not sure if Fantastic Four was already confirmed, but it's absolutely confirmed. I think mostly they, what they did was just give us dates. We got dates for like every movie and series that they're coming out with, except for Fantastic Four, which is going to be the end. I, th I believe that Fantastic Four and 
probably another Avengers movie is going to be the capstone of phase four. I think they're kind of holding another Avengers movie in their back pocket. Maybe. I'll, I'll be back in a second. I'm watching this right now. You haven't watched it? Oh, the beginning with Stan Lee is uh, it's really moving. Yeah. It's fantastic. I wonder if he actually said that or if like, they just spliced some of his speech together. Uh, is it more insensitive to... Well, okay, spliced speech, I guess, is fine. But if it's like an AI voice, you know how they're coming out with now? I feel like that would be a little insensitive and kind of turn fans off if they just like said, hey, we can emulate Stan's, Stan Lee's voice with an AI. Let's just make it say whatever the fuck we want. I've, I'm i sure he said it. I'm, Stan Lee's known to say, like, to have monologues like he does in the beginning of this trailer. I'm sure this is a legitimate monologue that he had written and performed in some capacity. It may be like a Comic-Con or something. It'd be really off-putting if it was like generated speech or if it was like, extremely spliced and then yeah. edited together to make it seem like natural, you know, like natural Bro, sentences. That footage of random people watching Endgame. Oh, I know. I, gave you chills. I was there. I remember what it was yeah, like. Yeah, dude. Everybody lost their shit. Avengers assemble. <laughs> then he fucking Thor. Molnir comes back, uh, catches it. Oh, Taskmaster. That's so Fucking badass, dude! I love Taskmaster so much. Yeah, oh, Jesus, calm your boner. How did he? How did he miss this? I don't know, man. I was oh, gonna post that in the Discord, but yes, please. I probably would have watched it if you had. I I know. I just I was like I I don't know. I just didn't. Yeah, I didn't think about doing it. Oh, the Shang Chi! I forgot about that. Shang Chi actually looks really good. I've never heard of that ever. Until oh, they put recent... Angelina Jolie in the Eternals. She's I don't been like on that there. at all. Why? Wait, I need to hear this. Why not? Because I hate Angelina Jolie. Where's she okay, been? That's fine. Just like just has she hasn't really been any movies She's been taking in the last... care of one of her seventeen children. How are they going to do a Black Panther movie now? Um, T'Challa's sister is going to take over the mantle. Wakanda forever. I think that's the title, right? Yes, it is. That actually this is, is a lot of movies. It is a it lot is. of movies. They gave us dates for everything see Black coming Widow up. Just because I miss the cinematic experience of watching a Marvel movie. That was fucking dope, dude. It really was. Guardians Three is very far away, and it makes me sad because that's probably one of the top ones. That and Thor. Um, Love and Thunder, I think that's it. Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out, too. Spider-Man's definitely the top of the list as well. All of these are fucking incredible. Like mm-hmm. the, the new the Doctor Marvels? Strange ones? Who's the other Marvel? Are we going to see, like, Captain Marvel along with Miss Marvel now? Like That's what I was thinking. I was thinking of them and, like, Adam... But they called Miss Marvel Captain Marvel from the beginning. So who the fuck is the other Marvel? <laughs> I don't know. I know good and goddamn well they're not going to introduce the blue Marvel. Who's the blue Marvel? Oh, bro. Bro. Oh my god. I'm looking at way too much food porn right now. Jesus Christ. Somebody say pizza. Marco's pizza. Adam Brashear. 
Oh, Earth six one six. That's the blue Marvel. What's that's up, the blue Marvel? What's up, like bro? It's like a badass. <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> He's such a fucking idiot. I swear to God. <laughs> he looks badass, though. He does. Like, like his full costume. Like, here I'll, I'll link it to you real quick. I love Blue Marvel. Like. That's he dope. looks majestic That's a... as fuck. Yeah, he is Mufasa as a superhero. And the best part about Blue Marvel is like they hold him back and like never talk about him because he's basically Superman. He he's just fucking unstoppable. So why doesn't he just like show up and save the day because he's just above it all or what? I don't I don't know. Like they really just don't bring him up very often. Because, I mean, like, you know, with Marvel and DC, they have so many fucking characters that they can't possibly just bring them up all the time. Yeah, He's one of the right. ones that they just never talk about. Yeah. I th- I think probably when he was originally introduced, because, like, when was he originally introduced? Let me look. Surely it's on here somewhere. Uh, First appearance, Adam Legend of the Blue Marvel, number one, November 2008. Yeah, so I think... If I recall correctly, when he was first introduced, they essentially gave him the the same story as what's his face from um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. is basically the same plot. Um, and so, like, that's why he wasn't around until that comic in 2008, which is a really convenient excuse when you have a character that you randomly introduce that's all powerful like that um and then since then i think they just kind of don't talk about him because like unlike dc where superman is just a known quantity like throwing somebody of that power level at every problem is just an instant fix in the marvel universe this guy's broken as fuck he can he can control antimatter and create antimatter what the fuck yeah, dude. Oh, is that he, all? That's that's not that bad. He just like he, he could completely obliterate everything. <laughs> yes, yes, he can. Blue Marvel can release antimatter energy from his hands as bolts of concussive force. Oh, so he can kill anything in the universe immediately. Here's my favorite part, though. Like his. List, this is his list of aliases. Current alias, Blue Marvel. Other aliases, the Blue Bomber of Battle, the Man of Marvels, and the Magnificent Master of Might. Oh, that, that alliteration. Last one. I like that, that last, last one's one. fucking dope, right? The Magnificent Master of Might. Yeah, I wish they would do more with Blue Marvel like Those- that. Those seem like names you'd call yourself while you're like beating off and looking in a mirror about how amazing your body Whoa. is. Whoa! Like, That's swear so to God. specific. <laughs> what What really kills me though is like if you look at his power grid, like he's not nearly as powerful as you might imagine in the mm-hmm. uh, Marvel world. Like he's still incredibly powerful. <laughs> like. What does this average out to? Like a five? Maybe? I don't know. Point is. Yeah. Yeah. 
five point yeah uh, between five and six five five point five something like that whatever doesn't really matter how matters how legitimate is this is this power grid on marvel.fandom.com it's an official thing like they they assign a power grid to every character (gasps) oh really ew you got excited real quick i don't well because people because people argue so much about this shit like there's actually canon power grids yeah for who's the one that uh assigns like these power grids and like marvel okay wow that's pretty intense man that's kind of cool yeah, yeah. Like, there's there's no real debate about who's more powerful in the Marvel Universe. Like, they, they're very clear about it. If you pick up the official uh, handbook of the Marvel Universe, like you can just look at anybody's power grid compared to the other characters, and you'll know. You'll know that Superman is the most powerful character? Yeah. <laughs> Superman's the most powerful character in the Marvel Universe? <laughs> From the neutral zone? What the hell is neutronium? It's obviously a joke. Uh, I have no idea what the neutral zone is, but I did read that too. Then I, I I read it as negative zone. Uh, but no, it's the neutral zone. Well, it says negative zone in front of me, so I don't know what bullshit you're reading because I, right I don't. Here it says blue marvel appears to only be weak against this substance from the neutral zone. Um, I don't know. This quote was apparently from the official handbook of the Marvel Universe A to Z update one. I'm on marvel.fandom.com. I mean, maybe it's just a, a typo. I mean, so am I. So I don't know what the hell you're reading. Some good Pretty shit, cool. Jordan. T-I-L. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, credit, they credit neutral zones separately underneath weaknesses. Yeah, I think that's where you, where you were reading. I was reading underneath. Oh, whatever. It's not important. It says negative zones, probably a misquote. Yeah, but probably. really cool. Really cool. Yeah, Blue Marvel's awesome. Uh, we should definitely get more Blue Marvel. Anyway. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, tangent. Like, a character that I had no idea about, but, but like, was got super interested, uh, interested in, learned to really like. Obviously, Blue Marvel is not immediately that, but I'm sure if I watched some Blue Marvel shit or read some shit, I'd probably love the character. Um, I'm thinking of DC, the Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle's fucking rad. He's awesome, dude. I uh, Young Justice made me love that character so much. Blue Beetle, for- Black Beetle, like the whole lineage, like that was so fucking awesome. He's like one of my favorite characters in the whole show. Yeah, dude. Blue Beetle is fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Another character I had no idea about whatsoever. I'm like, who the fuck is this kid? Ended up by the end of the series, like absolutely loving the character. Would buy merch, Lincoln Bio. You know who the best character in uh, the DC Universe is, though? Who? Fucking Booster Gold. Booster? I don't even know who that is. Nobody does. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. (laughs) Booster Gold is like the greatest hero in the DC Universe, and nobody including in the DC universe has any fucking idea who he is. So like the whole mythos around booster gold is that he travels through time, fixing the timeline. So it doesn't collapse in on itself all the time. Yep. So he saved the entire DC universe like constantly, but nobody knows who he is. Yeah. 
and he keeps singing his praise to everybody else, and they're like, they just think he's some narcissistic this, asshole. Yeah, this guy that, that has is got miserable. a strut. <laughs> this How, image is hilarious. However, the reason that I thought of Booster Gold is because Booster Gold partners up with your boy Blue Beetle. Hey, awesome! So that is a uh, that's a thing. What that's ingenious. the first Blue Beetle, right? That's the first one, I think. Yeah, because yeah. the, the second one didn't have the bug eyes. Blue and gold. Just alien invaders repelled. Justice League saved. About time we got our own book. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love Booster Gold, dude. That that's a pretty genius thing, though, to have a character that is responsible for keeping the timeline consistent and like fixing any weird, you know, abnormalities within it, but is never fucking recognized. Like, does he have like superpowers or is, is, does he just do his best to, to tweak small things to make sure the timeline is fixed or something? Um, John, can you feel that? I can't remember. Uh, Booster Gold, no, does not have any superpowers. He just has, like, really high-level technology and a supercomputer that keeps logs of all the historical timelines and events that helps him out. Ooh, I remember. He stole fucking artifacts from a museum that gave him powers. Yep. I remember that now. So, did Which... someone just hit a timpani? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> it's not like someone hit a timpani or something, a drum. Just the echo was impressive. So he stole relics and they gave him time travel powers and Yeah. But why did he steal the I forgot why he stole the relics in the first place. If I recall correctly, it's because he was a thief. <laughs> if like if I recall correctly, and I could be totally wrong about this, because like I'm just not a DC guy. I used to read some of them, but if I recall correctly, Booster Gold was just like a thief and he mm-hmm. stole the wrong fucking relics trying to make a quick buck and got thrown into this whole being a superhero and saving the time stream thing on accident. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. TIL. That's pretty cool. Fucking A, right? Fucking A, fucking right? A. <laughs> DC Universe is whack, man. It's it fucking it is. whack. It's weird as like, shit. Like, literally, dude. you know what it reminded me of? Like, after you said that, it reminded me of uh, Euro Trip from the, the soccer hooligans. Yeah! <laughs> Speaking of movies, we saw yeah. a movie this week. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jordan saw a movie 20 minutes ago, but um, me and John watched the movie earlier this week <laughs> because we come prepared. What What do they say? Procrastination is the nope. some, something of... No, it's what, not the sign of genius. No, stop. Whatever you're looking for, the answer is no, Jordan. But we watched Labyrinth. I don't know about you guys, but I've seen this movie like a thousand times. And um, they say 
especially um like like uh prestigious directors and shit that yeah. the 80s is like the worst decade in terms of film like american films were just garbage during the 80s i don't know about all that i would say the 80s is the best decade for american films i fucking love 80s films oh okay all right you're going a little hard in the paint on that one but there are some definite gems in there yes there's plenty of only speaking for myself yeah like so at the very beginning of this movie this movie opens up with this girl who's like practicing a play or whatever and her acting is bad dude (laughs) but it's bad in this like really specifically 80s way that just like really speaks to me and hits my nostalgia bone (laughs) and i don't know if that's just me but like I, i was immediately settled into this bitch like give me the popcorn we're 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 in for a ride on this one it's bad in 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 like a weird endearing way because oh I totally oh my god I t- I t- Dean I completely understand like the vibe that you get from that first scene just sets up the whole movie and like mm-hmm. it's I can't describe it but I understand what you're saying I get it I, there are other eighties movies that I feel that are like that for some reason Beetlejuice jumps out to me <laughs> um. With like the with like the kid acting and stuff, um, just like being kind of meh, right? Yeah. There's, yeah. But so, with that in mind, I think I, I was talking to John earlier today, and he was telling me that, like myself, he's seen this movie like a hundred thousand times. But Jordan, I don't. I think if I recall correctly, you said that it's been a minute since you've seen this movie. It must have been at least over 20 years because I I only remembered one fucking thing from this movie from my childhood. So I must have been like under 10 maybe. But for some reason, um, the character Sir Didymus stood out like I remembered him <laughs> like I, like from the movie. I remember David Bowie and I remember Sir Didymus just being an absolute unstoppable force of confidence (laughs) and that's the that's like the only thing and i'm like oh yeah sir didymus is my spirit animal cool but (laughs) sir didymus is my spirit animal you're such a fucking idiot like that's that's what i remember um from the movie so it it has been a very long time so going back and rewatching it i didn't remember much of anything at all um so just only snapshots maybe so what'd you think it's a fun movie it's not that was a long pause man. <laughs> it's not i'm not a hard sell you know like it's we we know this I, it's a fun movie it has it shocked me because I didn't realize that Jim Henson basically made this whole fucking movie. Yeah. Um, and then I went and looked up Jim, Jim Henson. I'm like, holy shit. He did dark crystal too. Yep. Um, but watching the puppeteering and watching how the puppets were wrote and, uh, and designed, I'm like, Oh, this is fucking Muppets dude. 100%. I'm like, yep. Oh, these are Muppet goblins. Cool. 
and it's just so awesome. And um, I kind of grew up with that weird that time when they had to make movies without CG. So so they ended up hiring extremely talented artists to blur the lines. Yeah. Um, and this one, this is obviously one of those movies that does that. They just hired extremely talented set designers and artists and puppeteers, um, n- not necessarily extremely talented actors, but the puppets and the, the set was fantastic. And that's so warming to watch, I guess it's very nostalgic seeing that kind of stuff because I definitely grew up with that in the very early part of my life where I was sort like even my, even the commercials that I would watch had that type of, we can't afford CG. So we're going to do claymation kind of shit. And it's just su- super eighties, super early nineties. And it was a lot of fun. Um, it didn't blow me away, but uh, it, it, it's a good movie and it's awesome. I would recommend it to anybody. So, <clears throat> Since we've firmly established at this point that you two have no taste in film whatsoever. Oh, thanks. That's great. I like the movie. <laughs> I'm not shitting on it. These, the, I, I'm just making a point. These four movies that we're going to watch this month are. Which we don't know what they are yet. Some of, if not my absolute four favorite movies from the 80s mm, i'll start loading my shotgun of insults then oh shit nah dude like if if you walk away from any of these movies and you had a bad time i'll be fucking stunned and find a new co-host for the show like we just can't be friends at that i'm point. so sorry like, it's fucking over at that point <laughs> it's just if we make over, it dude. Okay, I I have an idea of another movie based on based be, because we watched Labyrinth. Uh huh. I have an idea of another one that we may end up watching because go on, go on. Whenever, whenever, I'll whenever, right. whenever I think of Labyrinth, I think of the never-ending story. Mm. I always That's... think of them together, and then I always think of that fucking horse dying. Atreyu. <laughs> so. <laughs> There's no way that I would um, subject us to something so horrifically scarring and depressing during 80s month. We are definitely not watching that movie. Ah, okay. That did come out in the 80s, right? Yeah. 1984. Yes, it did. Never ending story. By the way, did you know that um, this totally random, it has nothing to do with the uh, conversation we were just having, but for some reason, I thought of this just now. Did you know that Tokyo Pop released a sequel manga series to Labyrinth? Like an official sequel? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was there to sequelize? Like her, just her life or just her more of her imagination or something? Um, I think it centers around Toby. Like it's like years later and he's all grown up and shit. Okay. Okay. And he like goes back to the world of labyrinth. Dude. Speaking of Toby, he Uh has, so he has credits, the baby. Yeah. He has credits and apparently he's done. His name is Toby Froud. He's done other things. Like it's, he's not just the labyrinth baby, but 
he worked like he obviously the labyrinth is the thing he's most known for but he did special effects for chronicles of narnia he was a director of some weird thing that i'm not going to click into because it's not interesting enough and then he was additional crew quote unquote in the king kong movie in 2005 it's just i've never seen a movie that had a baby in it and then they credited and properly linked him to his adult like filmography (laughs) on imdb and i'm like oh my god like the internet has been around for a long fucking time the internet fucking loves labyrinth almost as much as i do it's it had surprisingly low reviews to be honest i thought it'd be it would have been reviewed a lot higher but it's not as high as i thought it's not low by any means it's not low it's you know sevens out of ten sixes out of ten but i thought it'd be a lot higher than that um well i mean like i said a lot of movie people like industry movie people consider the 80s to be a really shitty time to be into movies so i I think that has a lot to do with it like people just kind of look down on the 80s the goonies bro how could you think the 80s i don't think that's the case for everybody honestly i think the 80s are a good time for movies no i i agree with you i'm just saying like from an inside the industry perspective um that seems to be the way that people look at it i know for a fact that quentin tarantino fucking hates the 80s in terms of why it's the black sheep decade yeah he just doesn't like the styles that they did and shit like that i think the 80s is when um like highbrow movies started coming out and shit so maybe that scarface batman the breakfast club Mm -hmm. nobody in nobody on this show is going to disagree with you john i'm just saying no i'm just i'm just i'm naming stuff off like i understand oh my god i'm watching the three amigos steel magnolias come on but also we're talking about like 10 years and you named a handful of movies like ewoks the battle of endor well, he just fucked it all up. The they Great Outdoors, one of my just oh, like they the live, dude. Rank. Oh, I, I fucking love They Live. No one, Clue, John, John, you Fast are like at Ridgemont High. You are business. one of like five people that has ever said They Live to me. Dude, no one fucking knows great. that movie. It's an yeah. awesome movie, and, it, and it's like one of the best quotes like that. One of the I watched that ones. movie kind of young and it blew me the fuck away. So it left a very lasting impression on me. You you make it seem though like they live as a really like underground indie title. It's a fucking John Carpenter movie, dude. Like everybody I, knows I, I, about that. Who knows it's, about movies? The, just it's just this. I guess the circle that I've been around, the people that I've known, no one has ever really talked about they live or know about they live. I don't know. Well, the fuck no Repo Men wasn't made in the 80s. This shit is all fucked up. I don't know who smoked crack and put this shit in here, but they fucked up big time, kind sir. Uh, Repo good stuff. Men was Repo Man was 1984 movie. No, they have Repo Men. Oh. And it's the one from 2010, and it even has the artwork, and it has fucking Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker. So Repo yeah, men they fucked up. Correct. I've never actually seen Repo Man. I have. Is um, it a sequel to Repo Man? No, it is not. It's based off of the Broadway play, Goth Opera, or what the fuck it's called. Who the fuck wants to? What you know? What fuck this movie? Can we talk about how <laughs> how Ludo is the best boy in this movie? 
Ludo? Dude, he's the first earthbender, bro. <laughs> Speaking of what I'm so glad <laughs> the stink. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up though, because one of the things that I that bugged the fuck out of me in this movie is they talk about like for half the goddamn movie, they talk about the bog of eternal stench. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how if you go in even step foot in the bog of eternal stench. You're going to stink forever. So first of all, they fall straight into it. Yep. Yep. And then yep. they reestablish the rules as you have to go into the liquid. Oh, that's how I always understood it, though. But when Ludo raises the rocks up out of the water, they're all oh. fucking wet. Oh, uh, zero out of ten. That I, that bitch Sarah's gonna be a stinky bitch dude, her whole yeah. life. Whole I, life. I did not remember the fucking bog burping and farting constantly. I was yeah. laughing sitting here watching it. I'm like, what the fuck? Big old assholes in the middle of the bog just farting everywhere, dude. That's so gross. So hilarious. <laughs> I love that intersection of two totally different perspectives. <laughs> Um, I also just want to interject as a fun fact about um, Hoggle in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was uh, puppeted by Brian Henson, the son of Jim Henson, mm-hmm. who I think runs the Jim Henson company now. Probably. If I'm not mistaken. That would make sense. I mean, you say that, but like Jim Henson has like a bunch of kids. Is it like the Wayne's kids? Is it like that shit? What? I don't know what that means. The Wayne's kids, they have like seven or eight siblings, bro. Who Who are the Wayne's? What are you talking about? How do you not know who the Wayne's are? Sean? Marlon? Keenan? Oh, Wayans. I thought you were saying Wayne's, like Bruce Wayne. I was like, who the fuck Wayans. are the Wayne's? I heard Wayne's. I didn't know what the hell are you talking about is, is that the end of your fun fact because i have a question yeah that, that, <laughs> that was it all that was that, that was a very fun fact i had a blast um i wasn't really trying to be an asshole i was just trying to be Jesus, indifferent nine of them um, there's fucking nine of them was was the insult that sarah called hoggle when she called him hogwart was that I mean, inspiration for J.K. Rowling for Hogwarts, maybe? Because that's the only I mean, other time uh, outside of Harry Potter I've ever heard Hogwarts at all. Don't maybe know. maybe a Google search will clear, clear this up for me. But I, I definitely made a note of that because I'm like, oh, she called him Hogwarts. And that was a theme throughout the whole movie, people mispronouncing his name or insulting him by changing it and him having to fix them over and over again. No, Hoggle. Hoggle. Specifically Jareth. Who yes. has no respect for Hoggle whatsoever. Yeah. And I think I kind of got the impression that he was doing it on purpose just to fuck with him, but maybe that's just me. Jordan, since you had so much fun with my last fun fact, here's another fun fact for you. Yay. This movie was produced by George Lucas. Really? Oh, yes, actually, Lucas Films was credited on the 
on the um, opening credits, which really surprised me. But you said George yes, Lucas sir. specifically was was a part of this. Yes, sir. He was the executive producer. That's pretty freaking awesome. You know what else is what? Like, I didn't know this and I never would have connected the dots um, even after watching the movie. But like I was watching the credits and Sarah is actually played by Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw her. Like, she I... doesn't look like Jennifer Connelly in this movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I never would have never would have put that together. I saw her and I, I was like, oh, my God, I know who that is. She's done other stuff as an adult. And Googling her, sure I realized has. I realized it was, you know, um, it was Sarah. Uh, Jennifer, it was Jennifer Connelly. Connelly yes. <laughs> After Googling her, I'm like, oh, my God, I see it. It's the it's the eyes. It's the eyes and the eyebrows that have stuck with her her entire life. But the eyes. <laughs> I immediately recognized her when I saw her. Like really? um yeah, yeah, like uh super random uh, random AF. Do you remember the uh remember the show or the series he, was it Hero? Heroes? I, I remember Heroes. What was yeah. right? There was yeah. a curly-haired blonde girl that was on that show. Do you remember uh... her? She was briefly famous for a time and she was Can doing other things. Can you describe her power? Are you talking about Hayden Pentieri? Hayden Pentieri, yes. Jesus, Hayden... she was the star of the show. God damn it. I never watched the show. Hayden. I just knew she was You're in a it. Piece of shit. Hayden Pentieri. You don't know how John, to set it up. nobody fucking gives a fuck about that show except you. That it show. Was... I mean, I season one, that show, show sucks. It, it was super popular. Went straight down the drain. Okay, point is the point is that I, I saw her face immediately and I'm like, oh my God. That's the little girl that was on the Remember the Titans. <laughs> like she had one of those faces. I'm like, oh my God. Like, even though she was like eight in Remember the Titans or whatever, yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's her. And I, I looked I looked back and, and I confirmed it back when fucking heroes came out in like what was it, two thousand six, seven, something like that. Mm-hmm. 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 It it just like anyway, Jennifer Connolly, same thing. I saw her in Labyrinth and I'm like, I know that face, and I looked it up and it was it was her, and I had seen her in other things. I can't remember what else she's been in right now, but I know I've seen a couple of other things that she's been in. Um, but yeah, not an interesting story whatsoever, but some people just have that face, you know? Some people just kind of have features that stick with them their entire life. You know, deep. What are you going to do? Yeah, you're right. I'm uh, cursed with that beauty. Anyway. Um... <laughs> So, John, I know that you've seen this movie a bunch of times, but like you keep saying that you've seen it kind of like in the context of your fiance. What do you think about this movie? Like, do you actually like this movie? Of course I like this movie. Like it. The first time I watched this movie was uh, when I was younger with my brother, Dewan and my sister, Jerrica. And it was just hella creepy like you want to know what gave me nightmares uh it was the hands the talking hands oh yeah for sure that that shit gave me nightmares but no dude i i like this movie i'm not saying in the context of my fiance like i've seen this movie a lot i'm just saying when we got together she's like i was like what are your favorite movies and this was one of them she had it Mm. on dvd and then on blu-ray 
and he's like dude this is one of my favorite movies and like when uh david bowie passed like she was she cried like because he was a, such a big part of music and her favorite movie but yeah i like the movie like it i actually like a lot of jim henson productions because he uses practical effects and his puppeteer work is masterful and a lost art form now. I have to say, and a lot of people give me shit for this, especially in the context of like how much I love Labyrinth. I really don't like Dark Crystal, dude. Like it just doesn't do it for me at all. I mean, I can get that. Yeah, like I feel like Dark Crystal's an acquired taste. I've never seen Dark Crystal actually. God damn it, Jordan. You'll be all right without it. I mean, he's right, but God damn it, Jordan. <laughs> what, was the, what was the Netflix show? Dark Crystal. It was a continuation of Dark Crystal. Yeah. Okay. Which, is, which makes me sad, because I was like, I want more Labyrinth. Although, to be <laughs> fair, to be fair, they made a four-volume sequel to Labyrinth uh, manga, and they made really? a prequel manga about the origins of Jareth and how he became the Goblin King. So, I mean... That that I would read the shit out of that. That's pretty cool. Oh, they're they're both dope. You should read them. Send me um, the links and you know I'll read them. Send you the links, Mopey. You can find the links by yourself. You're a big boy. Find them for me. I I'll definitely link you to where you can buy them. Okay. I thought it was awesome that David Bowie both wrote and performed pretty much all the music. He didn't do the score, but he did all the music of in the, in the actual movie. That Freaking was Dave awesome, Bowie. and I've definitely. Heard the um, um, fuck, what's the song? Where the hell is that? The dance, uh, magic dance, magic dance. dance. That one, I've heard that song many times, and I didn't realize it was from Labyrinth. I thought that was just some random weird ass Bowie song. Well, it is a weird ass Bowie song. It, it is, yeah. It, it checks both boxes, but I didn't realize that was actually from Labyrinth. Um, yeah. But that was a that's a that's a banger of a song. That one, and also, oh my god, my favorite boys, dude, the Fire Gang. Their oh song is a banger. <laughs> I will go around throwing somebody else's head. Where's the referee, <laughs> dude? That's fair. I love the fire gang. Fucking loved the fire gang. And they did this um they did a they did a lot of weird shit. Um, but the one specifically, and I can't remember where else I had seen this before, but it's been it it must have been parodied parodied in, in a lot of things that I've seen because the when one of the fire gang he took his eyes out and he swallowed his eyes and they popped back into his sockets. I've Ugh. seen that so many times in like cartoons and other things. And I, what was that also in, in Beetlejuice? Like, did I see that in Beetlejuice too? I believe so. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. Sure. I vaguely remember it, but I, I know I've seen that a, a number of times. Like, and it, there's a lot of little things like that, that, has obviously influenced other creators and you know it all came from labyrinth like just small things that i didn't really take note of but i'm like oh this feels familiar you know oh random side tangent 
why is everything covered with like glitter or something? Because it's a David <laughs> Bowie film. All right. Like, it's a David Bowie film. Ev- literally was, everything. It was, was in the contract. I was literally talking to John about this earlier today, dude. Everything like, is cut. I gave walls. you the same response I gave Dean. I was like, it's a David Bowie film. It's in the contract. Glitter must be everywhere. It was. If I was there, I'd be having a panic attack. <laughs> I hate glitter. And the fucking labyrinth walls were just glistening. Yeah. My eyes, my eyes would have been cut to shreds from the glitter. It was on the trees, the walls, the well, sky. It's a magical place, man. Come on. On it the was grass, everywhere. the vines. Fucking everywhere, dude. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm with you though, dude. I was like, this sound this seems like a fucking nightmare to me. Did they just like spray, like do spray glue and then just spreckled glitter everywhere? Just like in between takes, they're like, it's not glittery enough. The director just screaming. David Bowie's just losing his shit. If the (laughs) sun doesn't reflect off of it like a mirror, it's not enough glitter. Listen, David Bowie loves talking about David Bowie, and David Bowie only requests two things in his movies glitter. And pants that show off his crotch. Now. Right? Tell me why. Like, dude, I'm sorry. This might sound a little like, you know, sus, but I've been waiting to talk about Old Boy's Cod Piece. That was uh, <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> like, every scene, dude. I'm like, oh, it's there again. Like, oh, oh. wait, don't don't touch the child. Oh, oh please. Oh, God. oh, no. But, oh, God, he's, uh, is the camera, like, explicitly tilting so we can always see it i don't know this is a headshot why can i still see it that man was smuggling anacondas that whole movie (laughs) especially his last outfit the all white one when he when he talked to sarah directly and she confronted him i was like oh i'm at the zoo because there's a snake exhibit right now like (laughs) what the fuck she was trying her hardest to maintain eye contact and then he had that creepy ass song that i was singing at the same time i'm in you or something like that i'm misquoting it i'm misquoting it but it's something like that yeah jesus christ oh my god when they first showed him with uh the baby boy and he was tossing him in the air. I was like, that was the most obvious freaking doll I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. I loved I loved the unashamed like transition between um what was the dog's name? Uh, uh, uh Ambrosius or Ambrosius. Like the transition between him being an actual dog and then just being a puppet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was perfect. I love it. Was it was like that one. It's like that one gif of uh, where that there's that dog in that lawyer's office and he like walks up to the guy walking oh in the room and just punches him. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, it's so I was funny. A, I, I was waiting for the dog to do that for the whole movie. I'm not going to lie. Just full man like, in dog costume punching him. <laughs> yeah. Just punch the goblin kid ran the, right in the face. Now, I have a problem with the context of a goblin anything in mm-hmm. young women and oh I, 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 goblin I have, slayer did that to you huh i have yeah i have animated <laughs> things for that. so like that was the first thing that i was thinking of in the beginning I'm like it had to be goblins and then and then my mind went to when they were all in the room and they mm-hmm. were waiting for her to say that a very a oh, very yeah, muppets, 
a very Muppets mo- moment with all of them on top of each other. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, she's talking. She's gonna say, "Shut it. up." I, I definitely got strong troll two vibes with all the goblins everywhere. Mm. Now these were nowhere near as hideous as the troll two goblins. Thank God. Oh, um, those things were yeah, terrible. down in Nilbog, but <laughs> you just don't see goblins anymore, man. Oh, other random thing. I'm reading my notes as I'm talking. I didn't like remember. 10 years ago when the internet lost their shit over the gravity balls. (laughs) Remember when that was a thing in high school when people were like, just had them and they were playing with them. Like David Bowie was in this movie. I had no idea that existed in the eighties. I thought that was something stupid that that we, that we came up with in the two thousands, but this motherfucker is just twiddling them around, like doing the perfect back Mm -hmm. and forth with his hand. I'm like, Oh my God. Well, interesting tidbit. Uh, those scenes, it's actually a guy, like a professional juggler's arms and David no Bowie's No way, like, no way. Yeah, You're just, kidding me. I'm dead serious. Like, I'm not, I'm not You're making this kidding. up. I was thinking, dead serious. I was watching the scene and I thought to myself, is this really David Bowie's hand? And I, and I, I was thinking the same thing, dude. I was like, dude, the amount of work he must have put into this scene is fucking incredible. I thought it was no. just, I thought it was one of those things like, Oh, hey, I'm David Bowie, and I have this weird talent of mine. Can we incorporate this into the movie? <laughs> but you're telling me that, that the writers... <laughs> this weird talent! <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like some shit David Bowie would say, to shoehorn though. it in. Yeah. <laughs> that's the funny part about it, dude. It's like, that's some shit I can see David Bowie doing. So, listen, I, I just have this weird thing where I really like fucking with gravity balls. Uh, can we just... <laughs> work that into my character somehow it's like make that an (laughs) integral part of the goblin king and his mythos and can i be doing it in almost every scene all the time basically (laughs) dude like like, all right all right david we'll work with you but um on one condition we have to be able to turn the balls into bubbles for a couple of scenes Hmm. sold all Let's right, go. do right. it. Well, I'm still wearing spandex, right? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you could still see my crotch the entire time. All right, we're good. You could still. See- <laughs> it's like in his contract in one of the bylines, it basically says my crotch must be in at least two thirds of all scenes that I'm in. Oh my god, the lap. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a nice image. Thanks. I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna enjoy coming back and seeing that until it, oh we've typed God. enough to where it scrolls up oh, fuck. <laughs> oh. oh my god yes it was uh, pretty funny in the beginning of the movie when she first entered the uh the labyrinth and she meets uh hoggle and he's spraying and killing fucking fairies, fairies? Yeah. insecticide she's like oh you and counting them too. Yeah, he's counting them. Fifty-seven. <laughs> he he's so happy when he hits sixty. <laughs> oh, dude, that shit rules. Mm-hmm. Oh man. <laughs> and she's like out. Sarah's like outraged about it, and it's like, well, what the fuck do you think you do with fairies? It's <laughs> yeah, like he's... I don't know. I think I thought they like grant wishes and shit. He's like, Dumbass. no. 
they're little assholes. The fact that she picked <laughs> like one biter. up and it bit it bit her. Yeah, what do you expect? It's like, what did you expect? <laughs> they're fairies. This was movie the- reminds me a lot of a uh, legend. Yeah, the style, like of the what? artwork, the the color palette. Legend, Tom Cruise's first movie. You've never seen Legend, dude. I've I've already given Please. up on George. Like it does not su- surprise me at all. No, no, there's no way he's never seen Legend, bro, bro. Oh my god, don't build this up. <laughs> Hold on, let me, it's, let me look at it. it's not what even this. How what did you good just Legend? Post? What the fuck is that? His double. <laughs> I love that you think so. Right. It's not it's even that Legend is this like incredible movie. It's just like. Ridley Scott? Yeah, well, it is uh-huh. that. Tom Cruise, Tim Curry, Ridley Scott, like Legend Legend is legendary. So I I think this is so all right, a lot of these images are bringing memories back, especially the horse. So I think maybe I saw it when I was much younger, but I've never had a occasion to revisit it. I don't think I missed this one, but it's just been very many years. If I didn't have a really specific set of films for this month, Legend would have just got cut. Just into this straight up put it in there. Because isn't um, Warwick Davis in Legend as well? Yes. <gasps> yeah, awesome. amazing. Willow. Warwick Davis yeah. is also in Willow, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> that, that's another one that I haven't seen in like over 20 plus years, I think, too. Well, you're not going to fix that this month. Not on my time, anyway. Damn it, man. I'm 0 for 5 here or something. I don't know what the fuck we're watching. <laughs> well, right now we watched uh, Labyrinth, so let's keep talking about that and how much I love everything about it. Um, I loved the... Oh, the doors. The, the, uh, the truth and lie doors, like the red and blue ones. Bro... She figured that shit out way too quick. Yeah, you know, like how many people, like, it's a young brain. How many layers she had to go through to like figure out the perfect question? Not only that, but like she just throws it out there, like it was the first thing that came to mind, and she just you threw know, caution to the wind, and then proceeds to break it down for exactly why it's the most optimal question. Wait, mm-hmm. but honestly, though, if you think about it. I guess she's right without me thinking more into it, but did she really go the right way? Like if she didn't make a, if she didn't have that relationship with, with, uh, with, um, Hoddle, uh, Hoggle, excuse me. Uh, he would have corrected me there. Um, would she just have been stuck in that? Oobolets? Is that the word? Right. I learned that word today. I think it's Oobolet, right? Oblet. Oblet. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So yeah. like, was it the right way? Well, Jordan, what do they say throughout the entire movie over and over and over again about the labyrinth? Um, let's see. Let's see. What did they say a lot? They said dance, magic, dance. Um, <laughs> they said, um, <laughs> Here, let me help you out. It's not fair. Yes, it is not fair. Yes. So, yes, the, the answer to your question is yes. She went the right way, okay. but the labyrinth's not fair. It doesn't fucking care. Okay. Yeah. I- I will absolutely subscribe to that. But yeah, like, like immediate, like she immediately had the answer. Like she had already well, asked she, that question she, before. 
she showed a lot of intelligence, like the whole lipstick trick. But you know that that thing was what was that? That thing that was like saying insults and shit, like flipping the stones and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. The little goblins that flipped the stones over after she used her lipstick to draw arrows on it. I was fucking dying, dude. Like that yeah. shit was so fun. And also, like, I forget what it called her. The first one that flips over the stone, like, throws some insult at her. <laughs> it's like your mother's an aardvark or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was it. Yeah, was dude. It. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck does that so mean? So random. <laughs> so random <laughs> that shit was so funny dude <laughs> this movie is just like 80s rude and shit <laughs> yeah like... so i have a question <clears throat> is ambrosius actually sarah's dog from the real world because it's the same fucking kind of dog <laughs> The, uh, I mean, are we getting into the interpretation side of this? Because If you want to. So the way that I interpret it is that everything she experienced is a metaphor or a direct, I mean, I guess it can either be metaphors or direct references to her everyday life. So okay. in that, in that context and how I understand the movie, yes, she, she materialized and manifested, um, uh, Ambrosius as, you know, also being her dog, too. So here's my question to you. If Ambrosius is her dog, then who's Sir Didymus? Uh, I mean, was Sir Didymus supposed to be? Was he a dog or a fox? He's a fox. Boys, he ever. The <laughs> dog's name you was Merlin. Yes. Her dog's name, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Her dog's name was Merlin. Sir Didymus. I don't know. I mean, I didn't think of Sir Didymus as being her dog, or if it was if if it was like shown that way, I missed it. So your theory of the case is that Merlin. And Ambrosius are the same creature that she pulled in. But then Sir Didymus, just some random fox that has nothing to do with the real life. I thought, no, I thought Sir Didymus was once again, like a metaphor for maybe a personality flaw. Mm. Like I, because he was, he was to a fault overconfident and borderline arrogant. Or perfect. <laughs> I loved him too. Um, but like she also in the beginning of the movie was a straight up freaking brat. Because we have oh. no con we, we have no context as to why her parents were going out other than the fact that she was lamenting that she well, had to watch them. First of all, first of all, we have to remember that it's her father and her stepmother. Second of all, her stepmother's kind of a bitch when she walks into the house. Like, let, let's be honest. Let, let's be honest. How? I don't. I didn't really get that either. Oh, I did not get two that. Seconds. Vibe. Her stepmother plays a character named Barbed in in a show called The Trailer Park Boys. 
Mm-hmm. Totally okay. random, but she plays a drunk trailer park owner, and she's a complete fucking disaster of a mess of a character. <laughs> it's such a dichotomy to see her in this type of a movie, because all I know her as is a drunk fucking loser. I mean, we don't know that she's not a drunk fucking loser. Uh, yeah, touche. <laughs> we, we don't I mean, really know anything about her parents. I mean, like, her stepmother is like, we barely ever get to go out. You go out every weekend. She, you know what? Fuck you, little punk. <laughs> she, I mean, yeah, she, a teenager said that about her parents. I mean, I took it yeah, as hyperbole. Dude, they, she they didn't throw, fight it. They throw hyperbole out there because you're always the way it. I interpret it is like she said, "We don't ask you to babysit if it's going to impede on your plans. You don't say that you have plans. You should have dates. Girls your age have dates." Like she's basically saying, like. If you had plans, this wouldn't be happening, and you should like go out with friends or have a date or something like that. Like, bro, that's how you know you're getting older because you know damn well when you were a kid, you were like, "Yeah, fuck those parents." But now we're watching it, we're like, "Damn, they made a lot of sense." You didn't put no. it on the calendar, Hell Sarah. No, you should have. Uh, no. You should have put it on the I calendar. It the same way, even when I was younger, because like the way that my father was. Like, the only instance I could say this is, like, uh, have you guys seen uh, D3, The Mighty Ducks? Yes. Fuck. Anyways, hey, calm down. Calm down. So you know when uh, the team or Charlie uh, meets the coach of the high school? And he's all like, I'm Coach Conway. You can call me Coach. And then Charlie, like, says, like, "Uh, I'm Captain Charlie. You can call me Charlie and that kind of stuff. So that interaction and like the few lines after that, that interaction was met differently between me and the kids because like the kids are like, wow, the coach is being really mean to Charlie. And I'm like, no, he's not. And Kim immediately stopped me. <laughs> She's so like, he's not there. He's not being very nice. And it's like, John, stop. I was like, dude, but he introduced himself. Charlie is like making fun and laughing like this is his first time meeting the coach and he's not respecting the fact that he's the new coach like just because he's captain and like this is his team and that's how I saw it but the kids are like oh Charlie's just trying to be funny but I was like dude you're meeting your new coach like you need to especially as the captain you need to show respect and like show him that you're here to learn and like roll with him Here's the That's problem I that I here's the problem that I have. Um, respect is earned; it's not given. I don't give a fuck if you're five or forty-five. Just because you hold a position of authority, whether that be coach, teacher, parent, I don't give a shit. You can't demand respect from somebody. See, that's where I don't agree because I feel that if you give everybody respect and then they disrespect you then you have a reason to like basically like okay now i have a problem but yeah, of course if, if everybody gives everybody respect everything should be fine saying that respect should be earned is going for a job interview and they say you need 10 years experience for this entry level job that's how i feel that is um, I think I'm in your camp, John. Yeah, like, like I'll respect you 
until you lost my respect. I don't know. Like, exactly. Like, like give respect to earn respect. You know, give respect that, to get respect. Like, yeah, but we're saying the same thing. Like, I'm not that, saying that like you need to put in ten years of fucking work to make me think that you're worth getting respect. But like, earning respect means giving respect to whoever you're talking about. Like, you have to be respectful. If you walk in, so like using your D three example, right? Yeah. Like, if you storm in and you're like, "Well, I'm coach now, motherfucker. This shit's going my way." You're not respecting what these kids who are already here. Like you're the fucking new guy, right? You mm-hmm. can be humble enough to come in there, see what's going on, and then make decisions that are best for the team instead of just going, "Well, I'm here now, so this is how it's going to be." Because that's what happens in that movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. He just kicks in the door and he's like, "Well, I'm the coach now, and this is how it's going to be. This is how you're supposed to play hockey. This is how it's supposed to be." Right. I I get that. So, I get that. On a fundamental level, like we we can debate whether or not it's egregious or whatever, but he kind of disrespects Charlie and the team by doing that. Not in the first meeting. After that, I will concede, yeah, he's a little hard, he's a little harsh, and he's going a little ham in the paint. And he should have definitely realized like this is a well-established team that's played with each other for what, like two years at that time? Two years, three years? Yeah, I don't So he would have to like, you know get to know them and get to know the dynamic because like there's no way he's just gonna just break that down in a day in first meeting but i'm talking about the first meeting between him and the players like that's a different story like they both should have been trying to feel each other out and been respectful right exactly like the coach all the coach said is like i'm coach i'm coach conway you can call me coach that's all he said and then like charlie's just like making fun making light of and like making jokes and shit and that's how i saw it. instead of just being like okay hi coach i'm charlie like as you see by my c like i'm the captain of the team like saying something like that instead of like you know making a joke out of the way that he said i'm coach conway you can call me coach you know what i mean that's what i mean. sure um quick question yeah how did we get on this topic I don't know. How do we get on this tangent? We were talking about her parents and how... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, the way that we're interpreting... So it was basically the way I interpreted the situation, and it can be different, especially, like, between me and the children, because... Yeah, yeah. I kind of made a joke, like, oh, you know, maybe when you were younger, you interpreted that relationship between her and her stepmother a little bit differently. Dean has met my father and knows, like, that would not be the case. Like, I (laughs) I was a terrible child. I honestly would probably be in jail or worse if it wasn't for my parents. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but like, I realized that if you treat people with respect, you should, you should expect to get respect back, but that's not always the case, but still you should take the high road and just treat everyone respect and give everyone the benefit of the doubt. So here's, here's what I would say. Based on the re- the scene as it unfolds, we have this girl who's out working on her play or whatever it is. She comes running back home when she realizes what's time, what time it is. Mm-hmm. Comes in for a teenager apologetically, and yeah. gets <laughs> lit, gets lit back from her stepmother about how. She never gets to go out and she needs her here to watch the baby and she should be going on dates and this, that, and the other, where she's like, 
the teenager is like in the best teenager way imaginable is like you actually go out every weekend who i date is none of your fucking business <laughs> and you have no idea what i do much less whether or not i have plans that you're interrupting so you have no idea what you're fucking talking about and all that to say that i think they're both wrong yeah like neither one of them respects each other and so they have a really shitty relationship right from the rip exactly i think that's the best perspective to have yeah that was the best way to put it oh and if you notice like when um david bowie like when he's twirling his balls uh most of the time he has the cape on Mm. that's so he can have his arm to the side and you don't notice man they did such a good job the whole movie i was looking for that kind of shit i was like is that's like there's no way that's bowie just doing random weird shit and i'm and i just kind of i kind of just gave up and i'm like you know what he can do it i believe in him (laughs) i mean it's not (laughs) far-fetched to imagine david bowie can do that no it's not it's to it's very apropos but you you're breaking my heart right now i'm sorry you're breaking my heart now We've been going on about this movie for a little while now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we still haven't brought up the best character in the entire movie. And who's that? What What do you mean, who's that? Who's Who's that, dude? Who's you the you best don't know character? who the best character in the entire movie is? Who do you think the best character in the entire movie is, John? Well, it's obviously the Goblin King. Uh, I think first of all, we've talked about the Goblin King quite a bit already. So I think clearly it's definitely the Goblin. Oh, oh, you know what? Actually, you're you're right. I think Goblin King adjacent. It's his cod piece. That is the best character. (laughs) There we go. It's got its own credits. Uh, We've also (laughs) talked extensively about his junk. Unfortunately, you're gonna say Ludo. We've talked about about Ludo Ludo too. Shit. Okay. I I love this guessing game. Let's keep going. What else you got? Mm. Mm. It's not Hoggle. It's not the fire. It's not the fire troop. Uh, I'm at a loss. Is it? Man, it's is gonna it be so the, fucking obvious once you. Is it the uh, helping hands? No. Definitely. Who were? No, we already talked but, about that and how they gave me nightmares. We didn't, um, we didn't talk about the helping hands yet, but they were creepy the as fuck. Worm. <gasps> no. The, the false worm al- is fucking awesome, by the way. I love that character, Dude. but no. Yeah. The false alarms? No. Oh, uh, no. The cleaners? No. Hmm. I feel like you're the going through the cast. <laughs> I'm going through my notes. Oh, Jordan's notes. Too early for that. Too early for that so far, but on surely you have at least one note about this character i must be i mean they must be a smaller character i swear i've gone through everything there's no way you took it's the garbage witch right yeah oh yeah okay (laughs) fuck yeah dude the junk lady is awesome i loved that scene loved it so much it's so good dude (laughs) <laughs> the the amount of effort that went into creating that fucking Muppet must have been so incredibly high. Yeah. 
and it's super intricate. There's like arrows in her back, fucking drums. She's she's uh, hobbled, upside down chair, dude. Don't you love this? You must have your pencil box. So many pencils in it, dude. That's that's Did such you an notice alluring, that like, during that scene when she's like sitting there and she's like giving her all the shit that she's turning her into a junk lady? That was my favorite part of the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Was, it was so brilliantly done that she was slowly turning her into that, you know? Creating baggage that she needs to like uh, and then it's proactively like, let go in order to move yeah. forward. I saw that as, I, I don't know, like you... you you can interpret first of all you can interpret this movie in a number of ways i think but that specific scene i'm like was it she has to be less sentimental because if you see her room not only in that shot in the beginning but it is littered with like with her bears with her toys with um brief shot over where the wild things were which i think is a, a direct reference for ludo like i think ludo is yeah. a manifestation of of like early childhood uh, mm-hmm. memories and it's like I, I guess like that scene you could interpret it as you know she wants to feel safe and comfortable but if you surround yourself with everything that's, that's safe and comfortable and never you know break out of that never never you know challenge yourself then it becomes overbearing and you just turn into this you, you turn into one of them you know which you would assume all the other there there are a number of them it wasn't just that one that one female um trash monster whatever they were called there mm-hmm. there was a lot of them just like like you could see the trash piles like like jittering and moving around in the background it was so mm-hmm. freaking awesome so like the idea is that every one of them you know succumbed to her type of fate right like they all yeah. themselves just got absorbed and consumed by what made them comfortable and never you know did anything with their lives brilliant yeah. brilliant she's like is like forgetting everything but like mm-hmm. i still think it's like kind of contradictory to like the beginning point where they say she takes a lot of things for granted and like by her hoarding all her stuff she's not taking anything for granted but she needs to let go of that stuff in order to remember to get her brother so it, it i i get like there there as jordan said there's a lot of ways to interpret like yeah I just they, this uh... scene I think the whole taking for granted thing, I think that was resolved in the very beginning of the labyrinth, which was a weird way to put that. Oh, I take for granted that this is going to go on forever. I'm like, I don't know if I would have said it that way, but sure, I guess you do. Like, it was just, it was kind of a weird way to to, to phrase it, but I guess it's it's that moment of, you know, like she's slowly breaking down her character and her flaws and like through her oh, whole labyrinth them? trip. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would... Uh, <sighs> I don't really want to spend hours, you know, diving into labyrinth, um, talking like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Cause I, I don't know the movie well enough to give it like a really thorough breakdown, but it's very deep. I, I really, really, you know, as I talk more about it and I'm just, I'm reabsorbing it and reading my notes and going back and noticing things that I hadn't before. It's very, very deep movie. Yeah, it is. It is. There's a lot of, it's an, it's like an onion. Lots of <laughs> oh, and another thing like well, with it's that, like a parfait. How... People love parfaits. Sir Didymus, but what do you, what do you mean parfait? Sir Didymus saying the air is sweet and fragrant when they're when they're all complaining about the stench in the bog, and he's like, I live by my stench. He's like, surely I would smell something that was amiss. <laughs> love he reminds me box. of like a version of uh, Don Quixote. 
Mm. Wow, what a deep, literally a deep cut. Like, legit, I think that's where they got the inspiration for Sir Didymus. If he was riding a donkey, maybe. I mean, if it's Don wasn't Quixote, like thing? he might, he might have. Right? Wasn't wasn't Don Quixote like? Wasn't you know that's the best selling novel in the whole world, like Fuck of all time. It's, I didn't, but yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's like referenced nearly everywhere in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's like it's because it was written in sixteen something. I'm pulling it up now. I'm not. I'm not smart. I do. I do not naturally know that. I read it on Wikipedia. What? Jordan's um, not yeah. smart. I can't. Stupid. It. Yeah, that whole term "chasing at windmills" originated from the book. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of things. Don't go chasing waterfalls. No, no windmills. But yeah, I get. Oh, oh, my bad. Chasing, <laughs> dude. How long did it take him to make that giant freaking goblin mech? Oh, that's awesome! That came out of the door like the the, the this like giant yeah 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 yeah. They were riding inside. I mean, god damn, that must have been so much effort to, to puppeteer that because it was a puppet piloting another puppet, right? Yeah, it was so freaking awesome. It looked it looked really cool. And then Sir Didymus on top, <laughs> doing to a little ditty. Yeah, and like showing Sir Didymus riding the freaking dog was great. Oh, the dog's hauling ass and his puppets just yeah. flicking everywhere. <laughs> Sir Didymus, if you don't come back here right now, I will not feed you anymore. Speaking of the other characters in the movie. That was a weird transition. I'm rolling with it anyway. Um. what do you guys think about hoggle uh damn hoggle is the anti-hero that grows on you that's what i feel about that yeah i I definitely agree with the anti-hero thing for sure i mean hoggle without hoggle she wouldn't have made it through the labyrinth seemingly as it's you know as it's told you know, Hoggle. What was do you there... think makes him an anti-hero, though? Because he doesn't give a shit about her or anything except for his own well-being, and he starts growing to like her throughout the movie. I think he started off as an anti-hero, and then he, like, then he just flicked the switch. Like, like after, after he meeting saved her, her twice. Yeah. Look, yeah. Like after he gave her the the peach, which I thought was an apple the whole time until the very last scene. I'm like, oh, it's a fucking peach. Like that's weird. Wow. Um, I I couldn't see it very well. I'm like, I thought it was an apple, but no, it's definitely a peach. Um, it's definitely a peach. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Um, give her a big fat peach. peach. Didn't need that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, you're so welcome. Thank you. you. Hoggle was a great character. Um, he was he was there when you needed him. I love Hoggle because he's he's like really conflicted about everything. 
and he ends up doing things that are kind of villainous but not of his own volition like he's just a big fucking coward which in fairness he tells her he that he's a big her. fucking yep. coward yeah. right from the beginning he admits it all the time i'm a coward and jareth scares me that's why he and it's not even jareth it's his cod piece it's Whoa. like i'm at his cod piece's height i can't yeah help but exactly. see it. you try kneeling down terrifying. in front of him <laughs> Side note, um, dude, the Toby looks like Benji to me, Dean. Swear to God. Uh, nope. Straight up. Uh, well, let me let me consider the nope. <laughs> I, I I didn't uh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't see that either. I totally see it, man. Not mm-hmm. recently yeah. since I've let seen me, him. Let me no let way. me consider one more time. Let me really think about. Nope. <laughs> Can you imagine how terrified that baby must have been sitting in a room? Surrounded oh yeah, by and movie like dancing with the Muppets. Muppets. That, that was the one thing that night terrors. That was the one thing that really struck me when I was watching the movie. Is I was like, this child seems legitimately upset. It's kind of upsetting <laughs> me watching him be so upset like He's this. Like they're not. They they never showed the child's face when it was with the Muppets. It was always like a big far away shot. Yeah, I was like, I want. I just want to comfort this poor boy. Why did Bowie or the Goblin King want the child? That was never made abundantly clear to me. Was he going to turn uh, him into a goblin? That's how he. That's how he increases his goblin army. And it wasn't that uh, he wanted the child; is that she wished for the child to be taken. Kind of seemed like he wanted. So after, so yeah. So after thirteen hours, we're to assume that he just would have turned into a goblin. Correct. Yep. Okay. Okay. It's a lot of work for one goblin. <laughs> I mean, they don't procreate like in Goblin Slayer, so you got to make goblins somehow. Thank God. This movie would have been <laughs> so different. Oh, my God. I Just would not imagine. Want... No, 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 Jordan. They imagine they make a reboot. I don't reboot. want to. They make a reboot of this movie, but <laughs> the Goblin King and all the goblins are more like the goblins in Goblin Slayer than... In the 80s movie. Permission Sweet to Jesus end this Christ podcast. Now. Yeah, let's go on to Jordan's name. <laughs> so I've already established I love Sir Didymus. I loved the bridge scene where he's like, I've sworn, I've sworn my blood uh, in my oath to never let anyone pass this bridge. I'm paraphrasing. Never let anyone pass this bridge without my permission. And she's like, can I have your permission? And he's like, <laughs> he's yes. like this deep long thought and <laughs> yes <laughs> we assume I, in a thousand years no one's ever asked for his permission so he's like yes and he just lets him pass <laughs> it was so the brilliant. way that they make his like lip curl up when he snarls is amazing mm-hmm. uh, the masquerade scene weird as shit yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, of, like the goblin was the goblin king trying to seduce her at that point. I, th- I he was. I think he yeah, was. Rem- I think the point was him wasting time. Yeah. Well, if you remember at the very beginning of the movie, she's reading the labyrinth. Yeah, and she talks about how the goblin king is in love with the girl. She's the girl, so like, yeah, yeah. The whole masquerade ball is him proclaiming his 
undying love for this 16 year old girl uh-huh yeah yeah that 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 read that that reads while singing a song called within you or something like that something about in and you and nope um, uh, the, 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 uh, Muppet battle scene was hilarious and adorable in every moment. Um, yeah. the, the little spiky cannonballs that were goblins themselves. Yes. <laughs> They're getting thrown everywhere. That's <laughs> just so funny. Um, uh, earthbender Ludo for the win. Uh, Toph, Toph, eat your heart out. Um, Oh, fuck you. Toph is amazing. I do like Ludo, but that's a- that's a stretch. That's a no, stretch. Toff can get bent. Wow. Oh, I see what you did there. I got <laughs> it. Uh, metal bending was awesome. Um, the castle. I love, I love the staircases in the castle. Uh, that's based off of some painting that I can't remember the uh, name of, but really, really awesome scene. And uh, another weird Bowie song break at the end. Babies hauling ass around them uh, stairs. Okay, sure. Uh, the white Bowie outfit with the white boa constrictor. Yo, boy. Mm-mm. No, sir. I do not like it. And um, I guess at the end of the movie, she was kind of taking down the photos. Like she, it kind of felt like almost almost like a coming of age story. Like she's mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I I realize I need to separate separate myself from these fantasies and she was taking down some of her pictures on her uh, on her mirror and everything i'm sure you can interpret that in a number of ways but then immediately after that uh hoggles like um you know we'll be there if you ever need us and she's like i'm gonna need you you know and i think she said like randomly you know randomly i'll need you but i will need you and then they had a crazy party in a room that just cut to party with every all the characters goblins included and then that mm-hmm. was the end of the movie and you didn't like that? that's the shit right i there. loved it about. but like i guess i don't really don't know how to take it i really didn't understand like <laughs> i guess chin sir i guess they're saying like you know never kind of lose that that influence but uh you know, like never oh, lose that God, childhood whim- that whimsy, but um, you know. Sorry, I'm distracted by fucking asshole <laughs> Dean here <laughs> putting a gif of David Bowie playing with his magic balls. I mean, the way that he just nonchalantly does it—he's not even looking at him. Knowing just, it's mm. not his hand anymore is really bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all my fucking notes. All right, well, I'm so sorry. Just, just so remember. Distraught. There's two things that I want you to remember. One is that John tried to tell us that Shiva was banging Goro and they were cousins like two weeks okay, ago. Okay, one, one, one time. He, he one was time. horrifically wrong. And then the second one is I have an even better gift for you. So you're welcome. Did you have any other no? <laughs> Did you have any other notes? <laughs> <laughs> what the you're, fuck, dude? dude so How hard funny. did you look for that? Not at all, dude. It's like the top <laughs> result. That's, oh. that's outstanding. That <laughs> for for our listeners, it is a uh, 
cartooned gif of David Bowie with two balls in his hand, twiddling them around <sighs> in a... <laughs> well, what we can assume is magically at the same time twiddling other balls that are moving erratically within his trousers. Um, and uh, it's pretty animated. Um, mm. Definitely. Uh, he he looks so confident, too. He's just like, mm, you like that? <laughs> just dead pan. Oh, yeah, that's moving. Yeah, John has receipts for his whole David Bowie n- unreal hands. I'm sorry to just destroy your lazy Supposed oh, and the, receipts. And what? Fuck you, you piece of shit. Well, all I'm think... saying is that Google is always <laughs> wrong. We can always trust Google. It's never right. Okay, whatever you say. And um, I think what you are talking about earlier, Jordan, was MC Escher. For the uh, painting where she's walking through... The stairs. I'll take. I'll. I'll take your Shiva Goro screwing word on it. Oh my god! That's all I got. Well then, gentlemen, you know what time it is. What rating would you give Lab? John, you can feel so, this one first. I'm gonna have to give this. Four, holy shit, look at that cod piece. Uh, out of four for this movie. It was it was good. Oh, out of four. Enjoyed the ride. Uh, the music was great. Um, them uh, terrorizing the baby and uh, all that nightmare fuel for my childhood. It's uh, straight up amazing. I like it. It was a good movie. I... I'm going to give this... I'm going to give it uh, 20, uh, 22, 22 pounds of glitter out of, uh, out of 16. Oh, God. <laughs> you want to know what's really fucked up, dude? What's that? that? That shit that you just posted, I'm not sure that wasn't actually in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I am not one hundred percent sure. Like I'd have to rewatch the movie and pre- like look at every scene to make sure that wasn't in the movie. I know the answer, but I'm not going to tell you. Oh <laughs> my god! Just let it eat away at him. I yeah. think I'm going to give this one uh, eleven blown out hairdos out of ten. Is that what they call? Is that what they call his hairstyle? Was it called a blowout? No. Bro, I don't know what they call his hair. That's <laughs> that is the uh that's the nappy Tesla coil. <laughs> is it called a pompadour? Is that it? No, it's not pompadour. Speaking of which, didn't David Bowie play uh Tesla in uh that one movie? David Bowie played two in... Tesla? Hmm, that's not, that's the... Oh the prestige. Right? That's David Bowie, isn't it? No fucking way. I did not put that together. Isn't it? Tesla in the is played by... David Bowie had to have a separate page for his filmography on Wikipedia. Played by David Bowie. Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. Wow. Good. That's a good 
That's a good one right there. I would <laughs> that boy good. <laughs> that boy real good. <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to make a fucking soundboard of that shit. <laughs> what the fuck did they do with his eyebrows, bro? He looks well, like his eyebrows are trying to go Super Saiyan. His eyebrows are mostly makeup. To be I fair. mean, I understand that, but Jesus Christ, it's like Super Saiyan three up in this bitch. I mean, I. I'll give him credit. I I love how David Bowie looks in this movie. I think he looks fantastic in every scene. He, he is glamorous. Certainly eye-catching. Steals every scene he's in for whatever Wait. that's worth. What Speaking of fuck? stealing every scene that he's in. That's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all for listening. And until next time. As always. Have fun. Do you enjoy being a piece of shit? Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Guys. Ah!